The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, December 1st, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. And the way we do that is we encourage you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. And when you go to that website, it is populated with all sorts of great stuff. All that content lives right there on our website. And there are podcasts, there's radio show, there's videos, there's my books and resources, everything that you could ever want. Also on the website is a way for you to join our Jill on Money live community. I just think that this has like been so much fun for me and Mark. We just introduced it this year and we've had such a great time interviewing people for the pod, but also this extra service allows us to add video and have live webinars and you can join that. And so if you would like, you could pay 35 bucks and for $35, you will have the chance to join that webinar for four different times in the 12 months ahead. If you want, you can just, you can also do a uh, what are we doing? $10 every, we're doing $10 quarterly or 35 bucks for the year and only for a little bit longer because why? Because Mark's going to really feel like he has to raise the price. He's taken on this huge obligation, a new home. And so he's going to make you help him pay for that. Anyway, the next webinar that we will be hosting, it's so exciting. It's year-end tax and financial planning. This is the time you can make a difference in your life. You definitely have to join us. The next planning session with Dan Forbes is going on December 6, 7 Eastern time. Dan is a guy who I trained personally in New England when I owned a financial planning firm. He is a CFP in his own right, has his own company, bigger probably than the company I ever owned. And uh, he's going to help walk you through what you need to do. So that is just next week on December 6th, 7 Eastern time. Join Jill on Money Live to be part of that. Okay. I'm breathing now. Okay. Here we have a uh, question that I always love to answer. This is from Anonymous. Hi, Jill. I love the show. Thanks for all you do and the time you put into helping people. Okay. We'll try to be detailed as I know you don't appreciate when people don't give you enough content. It's not that I don't appreciate it. I just want to 
answer the question. Here it is. Should I be seeking financial help? My wife and I are 37 and 34, respectively. We've got two kids under the age of three. Our retirement accounts are worth around $1 million. That's pretty good, 37 and 34. Wow. They fully fund Roth IRA and a 403B at work. Wife is not working until the kids get into grade school. She may even not work at that point to be determined. They've got $1 million on a mortgage at 5.625%, which they bought over the summer. So the house is worth $2 million. They got a million-dollar mortgage at 5.625. They've been able to fully fund kids' education plans in the last two years, thirty grand per kid. They want to do that until they're five or six years old. Okay. This summer, we moved into this new home. We upgraded our cars. They had a second kid. They paid a lot of money. I previously started a brokerage account in 21 to act as a bridge to my retirement as I do not want to work until I'm allowed to gain access to my retirement accounts. I sold all of my assets in the summer of 22 at a loss. I got nervous with the market. I thought it was better to use the funds to pay down the mortgage. 2.875%. You'll yell at me, I know. Mm. Mark, mm. you hear my, yeah, mm, it hurts. What's done is done. It's done is done. Let's move on. Okay, positive. Here's a good way to look at it. I've got a whole bunch of capital losses to offset on tax returns going forward in future years. So that's good. Okay. He made this decision. It was a bad decision. Okay. He knows it. Now that things are settled and stable and they're ready to kind of start all over again. Here's the nut of this question. I have a financial background through my education, but I do work in sports now. I'm wondering if we should hire a financial professional to work with us and act as a guardrail to selling or when you're worried in the uncertain world, is this something we could take on our own again? but also avoid the fees after expenses, retirement contributions. They've got around, oh my gosh, I thought I read it wrong. I thought it was, uh, but they've got about 10 grand a month to invest. Their income is 650 grand. You know, look, Anonymous, you just saw in real time the danger sometimes of being left alone. Now that doesn't mean you're going to hire the best advisor who's going to time the market. But what they're hopefully going to do is prevent you from making that mistake again. So I think I would turn it around and say, if you don't really trust yourself, if you're feeling anxious about your own ability to hold the line, then I would talk to a financial advisor or financial planner. You know, it's not to say that even if you had even a robo-advisor, if you were, so if you uh, opened up an account and you went to, you know, any of the big firms and they have robo-advisors, you know, like whether that is, you know, uh, Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard or Betterment, any of those places, right? They, of course, have robo-advisors there. And you could just blow out of the account on your own anyway. But sometimes when someone else is doing it, you have one extra bit of, of a barrier to do that. And maybe that's enough. Okay. But if it's not, then I wouldn't perhaps talk to an advisor and, and think about this. You, you have a lot of money. You're making a lot of money. Uh, maybe there's a way for you to be thinking about your life in a different way. I think that one person who I used, when I was in the business, it's already, you know, 15, 18 years ago. And one guy said to me, you know, I hire you and I pay the fee so that I don't blow up myself. And maybe that's really what you would be doing also. So, Anonymous, 
I say, let's go talk to somebody and let's at least get some information for you. Okay. I hope that helps. Okay. Uh, This next question is from Benjamin, whose subject is retiring without social security or pension. Okay. Hello, Jill and Mark. Thank you for your service. I'm a new listener following you for the last year. I love the content. I'm 47. My wife is 40. I work at a big university. My wife works for the state. Our employers do not participate in social security programs. That sometimes happens when you work for municipalities. So they're not going to have social security income when they retire. They also don't have any pensions. He's, this is funny. He says, when I listen to your programs, you put so much emphasis and rightly so on social security income and pension. I had this concern for a few years, even before listening to you. And I even fell for a substandard annuity insurance project, which I got out of after the first year. Oh my God, he paid a $14,000 surrender fee. Okay. I would love to hear from you some steps that a family with no uh, retirement income in the future should take now for planning for retirement. So they're in their 40s. They're going to work for at least 18 years. Their salaries together, $200,000. My retirement account is worth about $330,000. This is pre-tax. My wife's is worth $80,000. We recently started a Roth IRA. Together, that has $11,000. And they also started the Roth 457 has $8,000. So, I mean, first of all, I just want to put this in perspective. The fact that you have these retirement accounts and so you have the old 401k, but then you're putting new money into a 457 plan and a 403b, all of this, these are smart things you should be doing. Okay. So that's absolutely right. Right on. Okay. Next. Uh, They also started to fully fund their HSAs this year. In the non-retirement account, they've got $70,000 in brokerage accounts, $40,000 in high yield savings account, $14,000 in checking. The house, oh, Mark, you're going to love this. It's worth $650,000, $450,000 mortgage, 2.85% 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Wow. Okay, that's pretty great. So they invest 25% in employer retirement funds, including the employer contributions about uh, three quarters equities and uh, one quarter target date. Started putting 22,000 in Roth, hope to max out the Roth IRA. All this is happening. It's all great. Okay. They need about seven grand a month to live comfortably, which includes their mortgage payment. They've got a 12-year-old. They don't have a 529 plan. They're going to cash flow his studies if and when required. He will receive a free education if he chooses our state school. Oh, that's kind of nice. I would say state school. So here are the questions. Are we on track to retire in 18 years? Should we do anything differently? Since we invest heavily in retirement accounts, we may have little funds to invest in more brokerage accounts. Is that okay? Since we don't have social security, how do we plan for retirement? My retirement account is with TIAA. I also have the Fidelity option. My wife's funds are with Fidelity. Okay. They've got everything in place, insurance, estate documents. Great. Here's the thing. You're putting away a ton of money. You are looks like to me, you're on track to retire in 18 years, you know, give or take, we'll see how things go. But yeah, I think that seems right. If you're putting a lot of money away into retirement accounts, it's okay not to have so much money in brokerage. At some point, you may make a different decision. Let's see like where the kid ends up in college. Maybe you'll have different cash flow needs. I'd love it if you could beef up some of your non-retirement accounts, only because if you say 18 years, 
you'll have a period of time there where maybe you'll want access to money that's already been taxed. Don't worry about TIAA. TIAA is great. However, there's one thing that you should do differently. Mark wants to pop in on this. Mark, you're not thrilled with the distribution of their monies. When they, he said 75% equities, 25% in target date funds. Why are you so mad at him for that? No, I'm not mad, but I just think it's probably a bit uh, redundant. I'm assuming that target date fund right now is comprised mostly of stocks. So right now, everything is probably in stocks, probably use a bit more exposure, given their ages, give a bit more exposure to some sort of fixed income. Yeah. And listen, TIAA has a gorgeous fixed account. So I would not change your account to Fidelity. I think TIAA is a very good company. I do think I agree with Mark that maybe what I might do is say 75% equities, 25% in fixed income. And you might want to just use that in the TIAA plan. So I think that that'll do it for you. I don't think you should worry. It's not, uh, you're not in a situation where something terrible is happening. It's all good. It sounds like you're really rocking and rolling. Fantastic. Okay. This is a question from Diane. I enjoy your podcast. I've learned so much. I would like to know if I have enough money to retire. Mark, this is the most prevalent question that we field every single day. Um, Diane's 60. She's going to work another five years. She makes 135 grand. She's got 965. I'm sorry. She has $956,000 in a traditional IRA, 60 grand in a Roth IRA. She contributes 10%, 20 grand in the bank, 40 grand in a brokerage, which includes her emergency fund. Her social security at age six, don't give me 65, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't care about 65, full retirement age and age 70. That's what I want to know. At 67 is $40,800. She wants five grand a month after taxes. I plan on spending my retirement money, no legacy, no inheritance. My husband is retired. We keep our money separate. We owe around $120,000 on our home at 2.65%. Home is worth about 375 grand. Husband takes care of the mortgage. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you, you're fine for retirement. When you're 65, if you're going to retire at 65, then you'll pull some money out of your traditional IRA until you reach your full retirement age. Once you're at your full retirement age, you'll have your 40 grand. You'll pull another 10 or 15 grand a year out of your traditional IRA. And that'll be your 4,500 or $5,000 a month after tax that you need. And you're done. Super duper. This is kind of crazy, Mark. This is the question that makes me absolutely bananas. Another question. This is the last thing. What should I be investing in? I currently have my retirement invested in a money market earning 5.25%. That's it. I'm not saying that's it for your money market because that's a good rate, but that's the only investment you have is a money market. Did you do a little market timing? The market was down. I'll take the money out and I'll lock in my five and a quarter percent. What happens when the stock market comes back? What happens, for example, like you've just missed an amazing run in the month of November. For all of you people who are like, oh, I want to have five and a quarter percent, do you realize that the S&P is up 19% this year? Even the bond market has done terribly, like even the bond index is up 1%. So I, I cannot understand why people, I mean, I can't understand. I want to 
make sure that you are guarding against this instinct where you say, oh my God, I can absolutely get a guarantee of five and a quarter percent. Why wouldn't I do that? And the answer is because you don't know when things are going to turn and how are you going to make that decision? And what's going to happen when interest rates go down? And what's going to happen after the fact when all of a sudden you're going to be sitting there with an account and it's paying 2% and the market's up? No, 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 just no. I, I, I am worried about this, these types of conversations that we've been having with people. I really am. I don't know what to say about uh, market timing, except to say that it feels good in the moment. You feel like a hero. And I don't think that this is a good, this is, so what is, what should you be investing in? You should be investing in a diversified portfolio that will allow you to earn some money when stocks go up and minimize some of it when they go down. And boy, I sure do hope that we can convince you to get that money allocated as quickly as possible. I'm going to say probably not, but okay. All right. So that is it. No market timing, gang. If you're sitting with money in cash and you don't know how to get that money working for you, we can help you out. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and Mark will do everything else. If you want to come on the air, it's so much, if you're especially in that situation where you're in cash and you're worried and you don't know how to get out, then I believe that we can really help you. All you need to do is just complete the form, come on the air. We'll get you where you need to go. So that's it. That is the program and it is Friday. So don't forget, we do our business on Friday. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer and king of all things web. We're distributed by Odyssey. Do me a favor and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.